0: You keep dreaming, right? I don't think I don't think you ever stop dreaming as a couple, right? Um, yeah. And so, a, lo- a lot of those dreams were shattered, obviously. And so, turning to running was a way for me to to learn to process how I felt mm-hmm. and to do something. Um, yeah. Because I felt like I couldn't just sit in the pain. Mm-hmm.
1: You're listening to Overcoming Runner's Block, a two-gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals, facing their excuses and barriers, and inviting a nation along for the run. This is Block 41. I'm grieving. For November 25th, 2022.
2: the 41st block of overcoming runner's block this is anthony speaking one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from atlanta georgia with my friend steven all the way out in flagstaff arizona
1: happy thanksgiving well i guess it's black friday today that it'll be this will be getting dropped
2: right right but happy thanksgiving week everybody there we go Uh, we hope everybody's having a great week You're Mm -hmm. uh, digesting your delicious food. Maybe you're even preparing a plate of leftovers Mm. or maybe you're going for a run. Hopefully you finished a turkey trot as you and I, Stephen, are both headed out for one Mm -hmm. next week as of this recording.
1: Now, when I'm in a long line, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. So maybe people are in a long line for a big screen TV or something.
2: people still do
1: that? I do. Is that still a thing? It's a thing.
2: What? You get to do it all the
1: time? For real? I do. I do. Do it on Black Friday. I always okay. go out on Black Friday. I don't always buy something, but I like the crowds. I like okay. the excitement.
2: Um Is it one of the the sacraments? One of the the liturgies of the year for you sort of, you know what I mean? Like it's like one <laughs> of those things that like marks time.
1: It is. (laughs) And actually, I remember it's maybe it's chasing this feeling of when I was a 14-year-old, 15-year-old working at McDonald's. Mm Mm-hmm. And that day, the Friday after Thanksgiving, yeah. Was bonkers. Sure. And I was working in the drive-thru and I remember getting some sort of energy. Out of mm-hmm. the hecticness of that day. Sure. I think I worked an eight hour shift maybe okay. that year. Um and just there's just some sort of energy. Christmas season for a lot of people officially starts that day. Yeah. Yep. And so kind of kind of being out among the people is yeah. just something I like to do. I don't know.
2: No, no, I I get it. Like there mm-hmm. it's it is a, a tradition. Uh, yeah. I mean I can remember like just thinking about for some reason, like when you're not in it, thinking yep. about like West Town mall traffic being insane, yeah being snow, like yep. there is something very nostalgic about that, that whole vibe.
1: Yes. And it is a very Christmassy feeling to me. Okay, yeah. And so I, I think without it, and there have been years I haven't done it, It's just I miss it for some reason. And again, okay. I don't necessarily have to buy anything. It's just I kind of like going to Target Mm -hmm. or to the mall and just being in the bustle.
2: Just feeling that capitalistic energy, just (laughs) our our economy just ratcheting up out of the red. Listen,
1: I love (laughs) capitalism. I love being part of getting Target into the black it's a, a, real, a real, I don't know, very important to me as a person. Here,
2: here we go. You're like, I'm proud to be an American.
1: What would Target do without me on Friday after Thanksgiving? <laughs> do your part, dude. Yes,
2: definitely. Um, you, know, you know what? One of my favorite things actually that kind of goes along the line with that is mm-hmm. I do love being in a hustle bustle environment Yeah, uh, and not being stressed. So there you go. Like, so here's an example. Some like, cause I, you know, I work, we both have non mm-hmm. nine to five jobs. Right. Right. Like you're, you meet with people, you lead groups, mm-hmm. you speak, um, counsel and spiritual direct and all that stuff. And I play right. music and teach. Mm-hmm. And so like, we don't have nine to five. So sometimes like I'll, I'll have a morning off and you yep. know, what's really fun is to go to like. Uh, Like Einstein's or a bagel place or a Mm -hmm. coffee shop. Yeah. And see everybody like bustling, hustling Mm -hmm. in a super hurry, kind of mad, (laughs) be in traffic and have nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And you're like, I will often go have
1: breakfast on campus Ah. and enjoy the fact that I'm not going to school. Mm, Wow.
2: It's kind of an automatic
1: way for you to not. Be a part of of the system. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I just said I love capitalism, but part of the reason why I love Black Friday and not buying anything is I'm uh-huh. not beholden to yeah. that those rules. Yeah. Oh, an, what a bunch of weirdos we are. But there's something rebel. special about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. It's an act of resistance. Resistance is futile.
1: And if I want to buy an Xbox game, I will do so. Uh Or a pair of jeans, fine. Uh Um, Yeah, so there you go. I also love going to movies that weekend. Yeah, there's something about how busy the theater is. Yeah, I I don't know. I really love it.
2: Sure. And post COVID, too. Mm -hmm. Like it. It's like. We're back! Like like just yesterday, as of recording this, we had the honors chorus, like Lily, like the elementary honors chorus right. thing. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like I think it was like forty different schools, mm-hmm. and everybody was just celebrating the fact that there was like two hundred kids in this choir and a performing yep. arts center full of people, mm-hmm. and it was like we're back. You know, it just felt yeah. It it was like it's not just this concert, or yep. not just that Black Friday event. It's like more symbolic than that or something. It's. Makes yeah. it sweeter that we missed it for so long.
1: Yep. Um, hey, listener, can you do me a favor and not email me about how terrible I am because I like Black Friday. I'm starting oh, to get geez. a little nervous that people are like, "What a capitalist jerk!" And people,
2: Wait, have, but yeah, but we were kind of ironic in all that. If people don't know us, they don't know our. I,
1: if, if you're mad at me right now just consider what I just said all a joke and ironic oh, wow. there we go I covered my bases there now we, we have a, we have after all that talk we have a really serious episode coming yeah up. right right um and actually I like that it's that we're putting this out on Thanksgiving weekend mm-hmm. um we do talk a lot about family in this episode mm-hmm. our special guest Tim um has a story to tell um and it's has affected us both, mm-hmm. and it's an important story to tell, and we think people are going to really respond well. How grief kind of interacts with your daily life, even your uh, physical and mental and spiritual health. Um, mm-hmm. So we're really looking forward to it. And Tim's a great guy. It's a great episode. It's
2: it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is one that people are going to learn from, and uh, the, you know you'll you'll laugh, you'll cry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We did. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. And and so, spoiler alert: we talk about the New York City Marathon. Yep. Which spoiler alert: he crushed it.
1: Yeah. So we we recorded this before Tim ran the mm-hmm. New York City Marathon. He has since. He did a great job. So. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weird time, space-time continuum thing happening right now. Right. But congratulations, Tim. Yeah, man. You did it. We're super proud of you. Our listeners will hear more about that in just a second when we get to the block. Yes, absolutely. All right, dude, let's just head in. It's Black Friday. Black Friday? It's the biggest mall
2: shopping
0: day of the year. And since the mall is just up the street, I would like you to come out and work. On Black Friday? Oh, yeah.
3: All right.
0: You want me to work on Mooley Monday, too?
2: Hey, how's it going, Tim? so glad to have you on the podcast got a nice uh, LaCroix. cheers what is that blue uh black raspberry oh yeah oh, with the two z's yeah that's pretty good it's a good one
1: um i'm off seltzer
2: oh really for what? a
1: while i have um v- voice sores it voice vocal oh, cord sore happened? issues again
2: Months ago, or a year ago, like
1: a year and a half, it happened it? during the pandemic, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then okay. now it's reemerged. And mm. one of the things that makes it worse is
3: acid reflux. And so, ooh,
1: I'm hearing a school announcement at Tim's school. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I'm not supposed to drink seltzer because that can make acid reflux come up and hurt my vocal cord, cord sores.
2: Oh yeah. No
1: juice. No. Probably right. Like no acids. Oh man. So, uh, welcome Tim. You got that cool news. (laughs) You're going to guest with us. Um, this is our friend, Tim, um, guesting today. Tim's a long time listener, long time communicator with us. Um, uh, now I've never met you in person, but Anthony, you have, right?
2: I have, yes. So I, well, so Tim and I actually go, go back a ways. Okay. Um, during the pandemic, Tim actually reached out, and you know, I had, I had shared a few times about some anxiety battles that I had had. Right. Mm. You can go back on the podcast and check that out. Um, but Tim reached out, and um, and we just started communicating. We talked on the phone a couple times. Um, over, over, uh, 2020, um, and I'm sure, sure we'll chat about that. Um, but this last summer he was passing through Atlanta with his daughters and he was like, let's meet, let's meet up. Can we grab some dinner? I'll buy you dinner. I'm like, wow. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) can't say no to that. Totally. (laughs) So we had an amazing dinner at Nuevo Laredo here Hmm. in Atlanta. Delicious. So had a, it was really cool to see Tim with his girls, you know, mm-hmm. like one step kind of ahead in the um, in the daughter's department. Like, you know, he's got a girl in college, a daughter in college, and then a daughter uh, finishing high school soon. And so it was cool to pick his brain about that, yeah. uh, but mostly just to hear his story. Mm-hmm. And so, Tim, it was great, and I can't wait. Like, I was like, we need to you need to talk to the podcast. You need to talk to the nation.
1: Yeah, right after that meal, you texted me and said, we have to have Tim on. So welcome, Tim.
0: Well, all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, we are noticing your backdrop uh, is unusual compared to other people we've interviewed. Actually, though, I think Josh called in from his school. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm seeing some very school... uh, It looks like elementary school wall that's right just how i remember it
0: yep pretty much so it's a fourth grade classroom
1: <laughs> okay and that's your that's your job currently as a fourth grade teacher yeah
0: that's correct yep cool yeah so oh it's been i was trying to remember the other day it's been 15 years i think maybe since i've been back in the classroom so okay. last 10 wow. 10 years i was a principal before that i did some other jobs outside the room but we can get into this later but Um, you know, part of my story is just simplifying, uh, Mm. and making Mm. things less complex or complicated and taking Mm -hmm. a step away from being an administrator was one of those action steps.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean,
2: I I can't imagine
0: what it was like to be a
2: principal during a pandemic. Yeah insane like leader. It <laughs> was a job I I did not
1: envy. And I remember I remember even I think probably mentioning that on the podcast when during the pandemic that we had some educators listening to us and how hard we figured it was. Was it yeah. was it that it was it as hard as we thought?
0: Yeah, I mean it was uh I mean that I mean and also, you know, family um mm-hmm. things are happening yeah. simultaneously just I was talking to some the other day and um, this past spring, I just felt, like, wrung out, you know, mm-hmm. like, not, mm. like, it's a different exhaustion, not like, I need to sleep exhaustion, it is, I need a break, and I need to step yeah. away exhaustion, uh, yeah. if that makes any sense.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Yeah, um, well, okay, so there's a lot of story to tell, and we want to hear it all. Um, first, I'm just wondering if you could give us a two-minute running history, like okay. uh, the, like your running story in two minutes. In two
0: minutes, up, all right. Maybe, uh, maybe
1: uh, up until some of the pertinent things we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. So um, I, I didn't get into running until about four or five years ago. Serious. Okay, S- Seriously. Wow. Um, This was one of the things that blew me away, dude.
1: And how old are you? Do you mind me asking?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 49. So I'm in my mid forties. Started running.
1: Gotcha. Uh,
0: I, you know, I, I did go to the gym. I worked out, um, things like Mm -hmm. that. But, you know, I would see people running on the side of the road and, Mm. and be like, they're miserable. They're not having fun. (laughs) That looks (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Why are you doing that? (laughs) Like, why are you doing that? You look like you're not enjoying that whatsoever. Um, (laughs)
1: That's probably a good word to us runners, right? right like, exactly. don't always look like you're going to die when you're running. The, <laughs> unless you don't want other people to run, I guess that right, might work. Right, right.
0: Smile, smile more. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I did, you know, when I was in seventh grade, I did do con- cross country. Uh, okay. And it was okay. a miserable experience. Like, I was the slowest kid on the team um, huh. by far. And I, okay. <laughs> and like, every meet, they would, I would be, like, in competition not to come in last place with, like, the other slow kids from other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. having your team waiting and being like, come on, don't finish last. Oh, that was not, a, not the best experience. Uh, yeah. And it just was never something I really was into. Um, and then, you know, when my wife got sick, I, I think just being overwhelmed um, mm. and not knowing what to do and, like, mm. how to manage that um disconnect between how i was feeling emotionally and how my body was responding mm. uh like turning to running was something that i just kind of fell into um okay. and it was incredibly helpful for me
1: okay um okay i i didn't know that it's only been that long yeah that you've been a runner yeah so i guess saying tell us the story up until the pertinent Stuff we're going to be talking about <laughs> didn't really work.
0: Well, not not exactly, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you've been running then for four, basically four or five years at this point. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. And you're good at it, right? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I follow don't... you and I see you running, and I, it seems like you're you've taken to it, and you're th- th- this is pretty inspiring to me. <laughs> 45, you you pick it up, and you're actually pretty good at it.
0: Um, yeah, you know what, I, I think it's interesting you said it. it's to me, it's so much about like the, the silence and solitude and mental health mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. And then, um, in many ways it is dealing with anxiety and anger and depression and
3: mm-hmm.
0: grief. Um, getting that out physically, it, mm-hmm. you know, has, uh, so pushing my body physically is a way to release a lot of that emotional mm. stuff, yeah. um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would say good at it, but it it's just been incredibly helpful to me.
1: It, it seems yeah. like there's a lot of direction in it for you. Maybe that's what... Yeah. The, outside looking in, I see your times. I see the amount that you run. That It, it actually makes sense to me what you're saying that, you're running with a significant amount of purpose behind it. And so that probably does translate into what I'm seeing. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And, um, it's a lot of, it's like pushing, uh, pushing my body to the, to the brink of like what I'm Mm. capable of Mm. is it allows me to release a lot of those emotional components. If that makes, Mm. if that makes any sense,
2: it does. It's kind of the a different thing than the struggle run, Stephen, that we're mm-hmm. that we're talking about like like on our last episode with Aaron Azar, mm-hmm. right? Like the struggle run um is just like trying to get it done, trying to pound in the miles. The yours sounds like a processing run or something mm-hmm. or like a Absolutely. or uh take out the, you know, the mental um clutter and just I don't know. Garbage is kind of the wrong, it's a wrong word. But like, we've talked about that before, like where it's mm-hmm. like, your mind is so full. It's like, I need to push it out. Um, mm-hmm. right. I don't know. A, a, what about a processing run? Is that, yeah? A, that's pretty that, that good. Be a
1: different thing than a struggle run, a process run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. It de- mm-hmm. definitely very much feels like that to me, you know, I mean, obviously the first mile is always the worst mile. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, and then after that, you get into a rhythm and then you just can think and you yeah. forget about running and you just can mm-hmm. think.
1: Yep. Um, the The problem is you have to get through that first mile, right? Exactly. And I, I think for a lot of folks, including me, sometimes I'm like, I want to get to that place you're talking about, the processing place, but it doesn't happen right away. No. Yep. You have to press through a certain amount of the run to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you we've we've kind of been talking in vagaries a little bit. You you meant the, the the kind of stuff that you're talking about, processing on a run, dealing with all these heavy emotions that you've been talking about. You mentioned your job change. You mentioned uh, your wife Jenna a little bit here. Um, I'm wondering if maybe you could tell us a little bit of the story of kind of what got you running. Yeah. To have to deal with those emotions. Um, yeah. And be, because this episode people can see it in the episode title is about grieving and grief maybe sharing with us a little bit about what's behind that
0: yeah absolutely so um my wife was diagnosed with uh, stage four ovarian cancer um in the in um it was march well end of february of 2017 Mm. And like, I'll just tell you a, just a really quick story. So it was a Friday. Uh, it was a long week. Right. And so we, mm-hmm. I know you guys have talked about Fridays and all mm-hmm. I was thinking of, man, I just want to go home and have a pizza yeah. and, yes. and watch like totally. a movie with the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, she called me cause she, she had this weird pain in her side. It wasn't like a, a big deal. She thought and said, Hey, um, you know, the doctor wants me to go ahead and have a CT scan because they think it might be like diverticulitis or something like that. And so we got to go out there on a Friday night to the to do this. And I was like, seriously?
3: Mm, like, mm-hmm.
0: So we go, yeah. um, and we had to go to like a satellite hospital campus because the regular hospital was too busy. So we do that, and um, we were there forever in a day, like till 9:30 mm. or 10 o'clock at night. Um, and they basically were like, Hey, there's no emergency, but your doctor will follow up with you on Monday. So, okay, great. You know, I, I think we had some, you know, crackers out of a vending machine for dinner or something awesome like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So we get home and my phone rings and it's her doctor who was on vacation. Um, and I was like, oh. why is her doctor calling me and my phone to talk mm-hmm. to Jenna? And so it was about maybe 10, 10, 15 at night that she, cause she had gotten the results sent to her, um, that we found out. So it was a Friday night, about 10, 10 30. And we were on the phone with the doctor for like an hour. Hmm. Just, it was probably the longest night of my life. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just talking about it kind of brings back some of those feelings of just yeah. feeling lost and like the world, our world was just shattered. Mm. Um, and, you know, we just, I think at that point, we didn't know what to expect. Um, and then, um, you know, we were on a very long journey. She had a phenomenal doctor um, mm-hmm. that was out of the University of Chicago, um, born and raised in Germany. So he's a German guy. He's awesome, okay. awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he did everything he could to extend her life as possible as long as possible. So she almost made it to the five year mark. Um, but she passed away New Year's Eve um this past year. Um uh, and I think from the time her diagnosis till you know when she passed, um there were it was a roller coaster ride. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of lows um and then a lot of highs that you know we were able to enjoy. So it wasn't all awful there was a lot of joy yeah. in that in that time frame mm-hmm. too but i found myself um dealing with emotions i just didn't know how to carry um mm-hmm. and i didn't know what to do with those uh emotions uh, mm-hmm. of knowing at some point i would lose my spouse my best friend my wife mm-hmm. um and then i would have to carry on without her um and the thought of that was just overwhelming is probably not even the right word. Um, Mm. but it just kind of stops you in your tracks of like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to live my life without my best friend. You know, we were supposed to be in this forever together. Right. You know what I mean? And we had, we had reached a point in our lives where we, you know, we, she, we were both in our mid forties. Um, and you -hmm. start to transition to thinking about, well, what, what, you know, we're going to be empty nesters soon. What's that going to look like for us in that stage? you know, what are our goals and hopes and dreams as we kind of finish out our careers and head into retirement, all that kind of, you know, fun discussions you have when you go on walks and yeah. you, know, you mm-hmm. keep dreaming. Right. I don't think, I don't think you ever stop dreaming as a couple. Right. Um, yeah. and so a, a lot of those dreams were shattered, obviously. And so turning to running was a way for me to, to learn, to process how I felt Mm -hmm. and to do something um yeah because i felt like i couldn't just sit in the pain Mm. um yeah yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. that yeah
2: that do something is uh that's pretty amazing like because just being pent like going within yourself could have just caused such a, a bottle up of emotion which obviously was there but I'm it, it's amazing that you like this isn't your block this is your way you overcame right like you're yeah you're the running was your way of overcoming um or or pushing through right it, Absolutely
0: yeah I mean I I I oof. so About a month or so after she was diagnosed, she ended up having, um, surgery and it was like a 12 hour surgery It's it's Mm. insanely long surgery. Um, and they, you know, they cut her open from just below her, um, rib cage all the way down to her pelvis to uh, remove the tumors in her ovaries and uterus. And, um, you know, it was very, I mean. Like I said, her doctor was amazing, um, mm-hmm. and then you know she was in chemo. About a month after that, for about six months, it was pretty intense because they they were actually pumping chemo into her abdomen. Um, right, go in the hospital and be there for like three days, and um, I was just like a walking shell of myself. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I I wasn't present because I was just I don't know. I just couldn't imagine what was happening like it wasn't real to me it was real but it wasn't real to me because i just was yeah. so it's an out-of-body kind of feeling um and so i picked up running that fall i you know that's when i started okay. to run it was that fall when she started to get started to get better and was recovering
1: yeah um I, I, it's interesting anthony you were so tim i just want to say i don't i don't know if we've I, I think we said this before we started recording but I i do want to thank you for being willing to share so openly about your story, I, I, yeah. I can imagine it might be difficult. So we just want to thank you for that. Um, I, 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 Anthony, when you were saying that, um, the grief is not the block, but instead the running is a way to deal with that. I, I am wondering if grief can be a block for people, right? Mm. Like if a loss or if a death or if, um, uh, just the heavy emotional toll that that puts on a person actually can lead people to inactivity or isolating or uh, or all those things. And yet you decided for some reason, Tim, that you weren't going to do that. Can you remember the moment when you, maybe it wasn't a moment, but can you remember that decision point where you were like, This, what, what, what I'm, how I'm dealing with this right now needs to change. And so I'm going to run.
0: Yeah. um, I think, I I think it was just this bottling up of all of this stuff
3: Mm -hmm.
0: was making me feel very disconnected Mm -hmm. to my kids, uh, to my job, uh, Mm -hmm. even to Jenna. Um, and it felt incredibly isolating and alone. Um, but I think not that I was alone or isolated, but I think just trying to deal with something that those emotions in a way that I was not capable of dealing with, Mm -hmm. you know, thought of losing, losing her was, um, I mean, it just, it would stop me in my tracks, right? I'd be driving to work and just bawling on the Mm -hmm. way to work. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. And be like, well, how am I I supposed to show up to my job? How am I supposed to be a principal? How am I supposed to lead people? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I'm not. I'm not emotionally healthy right now. I can't. Right. Mm -hmm. It just was so. I think that doing something physical, a physical activity, allowed time and space to do that. And when you know, it was interesting. I was talking to my therapist about this concept. It was almost as if. And I think a lot of this was anxiety, but, like, it was, like, it was hard to breathe, mm-hmm. like, this elephant mm-hmm. on my chest a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And running allowed my, like, body to catch up to where I was emotionally wow. yeah. um, with the breathing. And it was kind of a weird, very interesting phenomenon in that way.
1: And, and you're um, talking, yeah. like, physically, you couldn't physically breathe.
0: It, it felt that way. Yeah, like a very okay, short yeah. breath. Um, and I think a lot of that was just the anxiety of... Uh-huh. Trying to figure out how am I gonna deal with the situation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean almost like panic. Yeah. Feel
0: yeah. And I think the running allowed like the, the my body and my emotions to sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It,
2: th- I mean, that
1: is really interesting to me that the your your, your depth of emotional heaviness, sadness, um, anxiety, panic, like we're talking about, affects you physically. Right. So you have trouble physically getting air in. Right. And one of the ways you deal with that is physical activity. Right. Mm. Right. That it's that, that those two things, and we've talked about this for however long, 14 years, however long we've been podcasting, right? That the physical and the emotional are connected or maybe even sometimes the same thing. Um, Yeah. And so I think something that is so, Maybe uh, thrilling isn't the right word, but so enticing about your story for me is it kind of proves this, that you're that, – that you to, – to engage emotionally in an emotionally healthy way with yourself and the people around you, you had to do something physical.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if that outlet allowed me to sort of reset
3: mm-hmm. and
0: not mm-hmm. feel – the heaviness all the time and not have it be ever present. I mean, it was there, but it was not Mm -hmm. always in the forefront. Then it was sort of in the background. Um, and then I could be, I could just be more present with the people in my life.
1: Yeah. So I've noticed this about myself when it comes to frustration, mostly. So the whole house thing that's happened to us, like if I hadn't been running, when all of that had been going on, I don't know what would have become of me. Right? I needed that outlet for like I would just run out the anger and frustration around my situation every four times a week. Um, uh, it's it. I don't. I don't. I've never. I haven't gone through something like you're going through, ever. Uh, Grief wise. I mean, I don't know that I've had besides my grandparents had anybody really close to me die. And I wouldn't even say like my grandparents dying felt like yours did. Anthony, I think you were closer to your, Mm -hmm. the way you talk about your grand, your grand mothers in particular, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. felt like there was a lot of grief there. I was sad when my grandparents died, but I was pretty young and we lived really far away. And so I never had thought of this, I always think about getting my emotions out and being mad and running it out, right? Right. But also kind of this side of it, like you're talking about sadness. I don't think I'd really put much thought into that before.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I would say this past spring was Mm -hmm. definitely more running out of sadness than Mm -hmm. anything else. Um, I mean, you know... And I told I told Anthony this this story when we had dinner. So mm. um, Jenna was she was so amazing. Um,
3: mm. And
0: the, you know, I, I the day we got married, I was a wreck, like just a nervous wreck. <laughs> 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 and like I'm up, you know, uh, up at the uh, up at the altar. She walks down the aisle and she look takes one look at me and she just says breathe. That's all she says to me, breathe.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, okay, I can breathe. And I leaned on those words of advice so much in January and February mm-hmm. and March.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And we had talked, I mean, we had talked so much in, in the time that she was sick and we grieved together. We talked about the future together. We, she shared her hopes and dreams for me and our girls. And one of the things that she would say is I, I don't want you guys to get stuck. Okay. You know, I don't want you to get stuck. I want you to keep living your lives. I want you to keep moving forward. And so I think that those are words of advice and breathe really carried me through the, probably the darkest times of my life because mm-hmm. um, I can tell you, like Monday through Friday, I had to go to work. You know, like yeah. so there right. was a purpose to get up and go. I had to, but Saturdays were incredibly difficult
3: huh.
0: because they were empty in in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and running was like okay, how, I'm going to get up and run.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to remember to breathe, yeah. and I'm going to re- yeah. remember to keep moving forward mm. um, because that's. I think that's we all we have to that's our that's sort of that's like our responsibility and anything that comes our way is like our job is to keep keep taking a step forward. Like I can't I don't I can't control the outcome of certain things, but I can control yeah. if I keep taking a step forward and I just mm-hmm. trust in that process of just stepping forward and let God take care of the rest. Yeah. Um and that to me was really healing in many ways of just remembering mm-hmm. those things and doing those because one thing I didn't want to do is just get stuck in the grief because it is overwhelming
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know like you know I heard something say the other day that the, the grief is the cost of loving somebody mm-hmm. um which is true um you know I'll never stop loving her I'll always miss her but I don't want to sit in that deep sadness forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because one, it's too painful, but two, it doesn't really help. It doesn't help me. Um, You know, and I think running Mm -hmm. has just been such a key for me to get out the door and go Mm -hmm. do something Mm -hmm. and then have an opportunity to to think about what's happening in my life right now, to think through the grief. Um, I mean... (laughs) There was, I was talking to my therapist about this, and this was probably in March. Like I was, uh, and I in the winter time I do a lot of running in the gym because it's too dark in the morning, um, and I yeah, run mm-hmm. before work. But I was on the treadmill, and I'm like, you know, sweating and crying. And I'm like, I don't know if people know that I'm crying. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I'm telling my therapist then I said, well, I probably, I probably shouldn't be listening to REM and running and thinking about mm. Gemma at the same
1: time. No. That's <laughs> was that, was that her favorite band or did you guys listen no, to it together? No, it just happened
0: like... to be, you know, like, yeah, just, sure. on, and it was like, oh man. Yeah. Um, but it just allowed me just, again, allow me to process through a, a lot of difficult emotions and a lot of thoughts about what my life is going to look like without her Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
2: we talked about that story at dinner and I mean we were we were all like me you and your daughters were like there were a couple times where we were all like couldn't talk because we were like choking up like I'm choking up you get like Mm -hmm. but that like it was like almost prophetic man that she said that as, you, as she was walking down the aisle, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. breathe. Like the mm-hmm. fact that, that you have that gift of seeing her basically share with you what to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Like yeah, I was going to say that same word. thing.
1: What a gift. What a gift that future <laughs> constant, right? That word that you were going to hold on to, that she spoke to you. Um, what, what, did, what did Jenna make of your running? As you, as you were taking that up, was that something she encouraged or was glad you were doing? Like how how did that kind of play out um, yeah. while she was still alive?
0: You know, I think that, you know, she, she knew it was incredibly helpful to me
3: mm-hmm.
0: so that I could be there for her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think she um, definitely encouraged me to, you know, do that. I mean, it was like, there were times where I couldn't, I mean, that's just, you know, she was sick and it, and I yeah. needed to be present and, and there. Um, but yeah. when she was doing well, it was, um, yeah, I, I think she was just, she was absolutely amazing. I mean, she poured herself into our daughters, um, mm-hmm. and, um, into me in many ways when she knew there was a finite time left, mm-hmm. uh, and I think she just she did not want to be a disruption to people's lives, uh-huh. um, you know. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely would encourage me to do and go and run.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how? I don't know, but I, how are your girls doing, Caitlin and Allie? I know Allie's in. You said she's a junior at the U of UW Milwaukee, right? Is is that? Wisconsin State University now? Did they change their name?
0: So she was, yeah, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. So,
1: okay. uh, all right. Yeah. Um, and then, and your daughter, Caitlin's in high school. Mostly I know that because we follow each other on B Real. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, she, <laughs> I always, I always see you're hanging out in your kitchen. Yep. And
2: yep. do you know what B Real is, Anthony? I don't know. I've, now that you say that, I've heard of this. What is it?
1: It's like a new social media app, your favorite thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one where, more
0: thing to do, Anthony.
1: Yeah, I know. You. It, <laughs> sometime during the day, it says you have two minutes to take your picture, and everybody that's on Be Real gets that notice at once. And then you take a picture of whatever you're doing then. Wow. And so you just take one picture per day, and then everybody sees what you were doing right then. So I, I mean, you, you and your daughter hang out a lot. It's it's <laughs> actually pretty touching to me that you and you and Caitlin. And I always see you guys cooking together, driving together. Hanging out, um, so I'm assuming you guys have leaned on each other a lot. I'm, Allie, it must be different, right? Because she's in, she's off to school.
0: Yeah. So I think yeah, Kate and I have, have grown pretty close because it's just been the two of us. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, she she's uh, she's awesome. She loves movies, um, so mm-hmm. you know it's, 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 that's an easy thing to like you know watch a movie with her. Um, yeah. She's way into Andor. Right, Um, yeah. She's like, Dad, there's another episode. We gotta watch
3: it. (laughs) Good girl. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, We just actually we were just in Arizona, uh, Columbus Day weekend. Okay. um, Because she's 99.9% sure she'll go to Arizona State. Wow.
1: Um, Okay. Okay. No, that's so.
0: That's where I went. That's where Jenna went. We met. We met in Tempe. uh, Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So. Um, I think she wants to, I think this, that's her way of still staying connected with her mom. I, I don't know if she knows that. I mean, that's what Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, kind of being like, well, I'm going to go to school where my mom went, um, you know, um, you know, Jenna was in a sorority, so I think she wants to try that out. Um, I think it's her way of staying connected. You know, she was in sixth grade when Jenna got diagnosed and she'll Mm -hmm. say she has a hard time remembering life before before that
1: Um, yeah, I can imagine
0: no like what was mom like when she wasn't sick it's really hard for her to remember that Mm. Allie was in a freshman in high school um, so a little bit older Mm. I think it was I I think it's been really hard on them um, because those are such incredible formative years of your Mm. life I mean they're hard enough anyway Um, but then the thought of losing their mom um, they're strong they're resilient kids and they've been in therapy for four or five years each. Um, okay, that's good. You know, yeah, we, great. we got them rolling in that pretty early on. Um, and it's hard. Like it's like, I, I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, I will be there for them hundred percent and I will, I'm, but like, I can't navigate their journey for them. Um, that's their right. journey to navigate, which is hard because I would do anything to make it easier for them. Um, yeah, you know, totally uh but they're both i mean i would say overall they're doing pretty well they have their ups and downs um okay. like anybody does mm-hmm. i think there's um, going to be some moments coming up that um that'll trigger some feelings about high school graduation college graduation mm-hmm. and those kinds of things um but we'll just have to be aware of that
1: okay well if she does come to asu i have a 60 automatic friends for her if she wants (laughs) to. Well, there you go. (laughs) And and I can come down and visit you guys and stuff like that. So, um, that would be awesome. But I, yeah, I can just imagine that hard for you, hard for them in a whole different way.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those milestones, Mm -hmm. uh, like graduation from high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think you'll
0: stay in Illinois? Yeah, I that's a great question. I mean, I have uh, about nine more years of my career before I'm I can retire, um, maybe like fully vested. So, yeah, for the next nine years for sure. After that, I I yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question, Anthony. Mm. Um, Mm. I love my time in Arizona, but um, I don't know if I want to live in the Phoenix area year round. Sure, sure. Anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. So hot.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, especially, <laughs> yeah.
2: especially running. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> and
1: if you're committed to the running thing, Tempe is hard. Yeah. No, you're
2: right. Um, let me bring this back to running for a minute because you and I were talking about a goal that you had. And are you still uh, reaching for that goal
3: or race? Yeah.
0: So um, I'm running the new york city marathon in a few yep. weeks uh Amazing. yeah so this is the first marathon i have ever, ever done dang and, and based on the training it might be my last
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much training it is. right, it right. Is. Um, yeah
0: and, and so i in in last year uh the national ovarian cancer coalition has a has a, has fundraisers and they call it team teal and they do a bunch of different events. Um, so they do the New York city marathon. They do a Chicago half marathon. They do, mm-hmm. um, there's like a bike, hundred mile bike ride in Tucson. They do, um, mm-hmm. they do the Berlin marathon. But so I reached out to the person who coordinated cause I was really thinking about doing the Chicago half marathon. Oh, uh, you know, it's pretty close. Like I can do a half marathon fair. You know, I, w- I will say fairly easily. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I've done them in the past. It wouldn't be kind of overwhelming to try. Um, and then I did a zoom call with the, the lady in charge and like within five minutes, she's like, you should do the New York city marathon and then convinced <laughs> me that I should do that. Well, um, yeah, and I wow. was like, okay, sounds great. Um, and so, um, yeah, I raised money, uh, for, uh, ovarian cancer awareness. Um, and then also help families, you know, that, um, who have somebody who's newly diagnosed, um, mm. and, um, and obviously running it in Jenna's honor. Um, yeah. And so it'll be my, uh, both my kids will be there. My older sister will be flying in. She'll be there. And a couple of friends are coming into New York to, to do it as well. So, um, really excited.
1: Wow, It's awesome. Yeah.
0: It's incredible.
1: Obviously on both me and Anthony's bucket list. Yeah. To run that marathon. Do they do a half marathon in New York? Or is it only a marathon?
0: Uh, they do a couple halves throughout
1: the year. Um, okay. yeah. But my my suspicion, Anthony, is your bucket list is that is the oh, marathon, yeah, that, right? That you're, Tim you're is running doing it. in a couple weeks.
2: You're, you're doing it. You're going to run right up First Avenue, one block Ooh. away. When you get to 78th and First, just look to look to the east, one block. Aaron and I used to live at 78th and York, and that was the intersection that started the whole podcast journey,
3: So <laughs> yeah. when you get
2: to 78th and First, um... I mean we will be cheering you on man um yeah like I mean the the fact that you started at an age that's actually older than me right now but we talked mm-hmm. about this again over 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 mm-hmm. dinner I'm like okay so you're 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 one person that i'm that I'm not behind yet <laughs> as far <laughs> as miles of, <laughs> like if I can catch up to Tim like if I could like You know, follow like your, your training log or something like, that. Mm -hmm. like, I I think, I just think it's like, there aren't that many people that I know that started something, uh, at that, you know, at our age, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I'm, I was blown away by that because I didn't know that either, that part of the story either. And I think that can tell a lot of people, uh, that you could do it too.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, you guys say it all the time. It. It's, it's, that's, a, that's the a total truth. Regardless of your mm-hmm. pace,
1: mm-hmm. You know,
0: anyone can get out there and do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Were you, were you listening to us before you started running? How did you find us? I'm always curious about people's yeah. Gomer so origin I stories too. I found you guys uh, about this
0: time I started running uh, okay. relatively so. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to remember it, if it was, I, you know, I love, I mean, like anyone else, I love podcasts and I don't know if I heard it on another podcast and I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, I got to check this out,
3: mm-hmm. you know? And then stuff I went, I know. started at season one. you should
0: know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think it might be stuff you should know. Um, okay. And then I started, I just was like, I'm going to start at the beginning.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the for some people. Yeah. yeah. I just
0: started, I started at year one, right? Day one, year one. And I was uh-huh. like man, these guys can do this. I think I can do this. <laughs> no yeah, doubt.
3: It worked. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Our imbecility worked on you. <laughs> Amateurity, I should say. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is perfect. This is perfect. I think it was
0: just a beautiful entrance into running for, because, hmm. you know, going getting into running can be overwhelming. Um, just finding a pair of shoes totally. and going to the running store, yeah. like, it, 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 I can see why a lot of people just opt out, because it's just too much yeah mm-hmm. um and i think you guys did a beautiful job of like kind of stripping it all down to like its basics in the beginning of yeah hey, we're just gonna try this yeah yeah you know and we'll, and we'll go back to
1: hear yeah the, the reason i ask is is because i feel like we've known you for so long i was like what it can't only be five years time is weird though
0: yeah well and i i would say like you know um it's easy to like listen to like a year's worth of episode in a month. Right.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So you can catch up pretty quick.
2: Yeah. Now what about, so Caitlin has run with you, right? You, I think you mentioned that Caitlin ran with you, but Allie was like not interested or, or. So
0: right? both my, yeah, both my kids, uh, danced, um, competitively. Mm. And so they, they, okay. they, that was their, I think way of expressing and dealing with a lot of their, um, emotional pieces as well as kids.
1: Okay.
3: Um,
0: wow. and um like Allie still she she still is committing like she still exercises a ton. Um still mm-hmm. does but um running is not their both either their thing. I've done I've run with them, okay. but they have not gravitated towards running. Sure. Um which is fine. Um mm-hmm. you know Caitlin and I did a five K once. That was Okay that was a, also a 10K. So like people could do the, the same uh, course a second time.
1: Okay. And
0: sure. there was a guy who like lapped us <laughs> for his 10K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always I that said, guy. I said, hey man, that guy's, he's already done one of these laps. He's on second. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. He's like Kurt a six style. minute
0: a mile or something insane.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah,
0: yeah. But both of, you know, they've given it a try, but that's not their thing. I think they, they mm-hmm. enjoy, uh, um, like I said, dancing and yoga and strength training and other things, but yeah. I think they both have found that to be beneficial for them too.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Maybe when they're in their forties, they'll get into running. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do they think you're kind of crazy when you go out and do like a twenty mile run? Like what? Uh,
0: I don't know if they fully like get like what it what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's hard yeah. to grasp. I mean unless you get, you're older and then you, you really kind of understand, well, how far is 20 miles? Mm, yeah. That's far, you know? And then to be like, I'm going to keep doing something for three and a half, four hours. And, and that's a lot, but yeah. regardless of what you're doing, sure. anything you do for three and a half, four a half and four hours is a long
1: time. Oh yeah.
2: You know, I, maybe there is something about like middle age that you kind of start to figure that stuff out. Like, doing something slow and, mat- and, mm-hmm. and, and for a long time and like slowing down is something like at our age that we're starting to figure out is actually good. Yeah. So like I even find um, people that start to come to classical music concerts, you know, like younger people. I mean, a lot of times they get into it, but sometimes it's like when you're older and you're able to actually mm-hmm. slow down and savor a, a thing that lasts a long time and maybe is kind of boring. Mm. You know, like I I could even see, I can't believe I just said what I do is boring. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, no, you were saying that other
1: people might think that. Okay, there, that we, there that. we go.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. But like I think about my girls, like if they were going to go, you know, a seven-year-old's going to go run a 5K. It's just too boring, just too long. Uh, yeah.
1: I, yep. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. You know? There's there's a, a, a patience that comes with age mm. around that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um hey we have a probably a couple minutes left. I'm wondering Tim if you can just speak to our audience a little bit. There may be people listening right now who have experienced loss recently or like you were for those yeah. years even looking forward to in the future some loss that that is coming or they're grieving or sad. Um What what kind of advice would you give to them, and especially as we as we're talking about running, like what kind of advice would you give folks in a place like that?
0: Yeah, I think you know, for me, uh, two two things. One, I was a caregiver too, and I think Mm -hmm. um, you need in order to be present, in order to be. I'm trying to think of the best way of phrasing this in order to be healthy, which is kind of, you know, air quotes, healthy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you, you have to have some way of processing your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone does it a little bit differently, but I think running provided the physical outlet, but also provided time and space that I could be alone yeah, and work through a lot of difficult thoughts. And, um, it also provided, I think after her, after she was gone, it provided, um, a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. um, a reason to get up and get out of bed. Um, yeah. and then, you know, running or any type of physical activity, but running for me, you just feel better. You mm-hmm. feel better when you're, mm-hmm. when it's over with, um, yeah. and, to know i'm going to i'm going to do something and feel better that's sometimes just that's enough yeah like i feel awful right now i feel miserable i i'm i i mean you know sad beyond belief but if i can go do something and i can feel better afterwards yeah. oh man that that's amazing
1: wow yeah uh, I mean, I'm, I'm inspired right now. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it, not, not even just with grieving or sadness, right? Just to know and remember, this is good for me and it's okay to want to feel better. And so I'm going to do this thing that makes me feel better. I'm going to give myself permission to do that. Right. That feels pretty freeing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have talked a lot about there are things that we do to escape um, mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. feel better at the end of.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. Um, lay down days, stuff and like that. The,
0: yep. Right, yeah, and, and so I think I think when you are grieving, it's really easy to want to like turn everything off and escape. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you don't feel better after that.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: still there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so doing yeah. something that actually makes you feel better, um, mm. like I said, it was really helpful for me.
1: Yep. Wow. That's, That's really helpful. Any other thoughts, Anthony? Before we close,
2: yeah. No, I'm just thinking the there are times to to lay down, like the lay down day, mm-hmm. and then there are times to do something. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so, because like I just I I think it's so great that you found your your uh, your your something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, because it has been a gift to you in this extraordinarily difficult time yeah it's kind of like an ode Mm -hmm. to running um what it's done for you it's really incredible so really inspiring Mm -hmm. and we we love you man and when we're praying for your girls and Mm -hmm. for you um as we have been for a couple years now Mm -hmm. and uh seeing you with your girls you're an awesome dad and i know they love you and uh yeah i just we're we're for you we're in your corner and
1: and we love you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been amazing to have to be a part of your life, even though we um, this is the first time I've ever talked to you face to face, and we're not even talking, right? We're on Zoom. Yeah. But it's just, again, whenever we have guests, I just am reminded of kind of the crazy thing we do and how awesome it is to have folks that really engage with us on personal levels like you have. So thanks for yeah. doing that, Tim.
0: Well, and I I just would be remiss if I didn't tell both of you this. Like, um, you know, I I stumbled on your podcast, and it was for me uh, a huge, huge lifesaver. I mean, the mm-hmm. both of you um, just sharing your stories and sharing just just about the relationship you have, um, your friendship, um, and your journey with running. I mean that was a lifesaver for me in many ways. So I mm. just want to say thank you to the both of you because I was lost.
3: Uh, mm.
0: And um, I'm just so glad that I, that, that I found your podcast and was able to follow along and be inspired.
1: Hmm. That's awesome. Oh, I think it's the best compliment we've ever gotten. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <Jeez>. We appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks, man. Um, if there are other folks out there who want to share with us um, what you think of this episode— Uh, If you are dealing with this kind of thing or have dealt with this kind of thing, want to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. There's ways to contact us. I'd say the best way is to follow us on Instagram. Our link tree is in our bio. All of our uh, links to all of our socials are there. You can call us on the Gomer phone. That number, Anthony, is
2: 608-622-7669. That's 608-NBA-PONY.
1: We'd love it if you would rate, review, and either subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever app you're listening to right now. Thanks, Davis, for our music. Jason and Eric for our graphics. Adam for our website. Annie, our social media guru. If you want more Gomers, um, you can. It, we're officially at 14 years now. Wow! Now that we've passed October, we so did 14 it. years of podcasting. And content out there of the gomers. If you like what you heard here, there's a lot more out there, including just whole episodes about pooping yourself. (laughs) So if you want a lighter fare, you can go to that. Um, 10th anniversary apps are a great place to start. That's 2018 in the fall, September through October. And then you can do what Tim did and start all the way back. Episode one where we had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) And it seems like people enjoyed that. Also subscribe to our second podcast. Um, that's the bonus disc on patreon.com two gomers. Lots of bonus stuff there. Uh, you can keep the lights on here at Gomer Studios East and West. That's the real reason for doing it. But depending on how much you give each month, you can get up to four bonus episodes every month. That's patreon.com slash two gomers.
2: Awesome. Tim, thanks so much for being with us
0: today. Oh, you're welcome.
2: And well. actually, when this episode comes out, you you would have already finished the New York City Marathon.
1: Oh, right? that's right. Right? Yeah. So
2: I mean I, So great we,
1: job. <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> awesome, dude. Did we did it. Future future Tim. Great job, yeah. dude. Uh so we can't wait to hear about it in the past, yeah. slash future, yes. whatever. Yeah, Absolutely. but we're rooting for you
1: Definitely keep us posted on that. I'll be watching it on B Reel.
0: There you go. Sweet. There you go. That's awesome.
1: Actually I think my B reel went off during this episode. I'm gonna take my B reel right now. Oh it did? My Sweet. first my first recording B reel. Here we go. Everybody smile. I think I had an uh, apple in my teeth. Sweet. Oh well. All right dude. Thanks Tim once more for coming. You are welcome and great app
2: super fun man and remember everybody if we can do this you can
1: do this that's right and happy running